this week, we're talking about mutants. Again. Hey all, JD here. Welcome back once again to the Gaming Off the Beaten Path podcast. And today, we're going to discuss a franchise that most of you, I'm sure, intimately familiar with, the X-Men. Okay, maybe not intimately familiar with, but I, I think by this point, we pretty much all know who the X-Men are, especially those of us with any skin in the nerd culture game. Um, I don't, you know, let's put it this way. They're everyone's favorite non-reptile mutants. Um, so the X-Men have been featured in just about every kind of media imaginable. You know, it started out as comic books from you know, went to Saturday morning cartoons to major movies and, of course, video games. Um, regardless of where they're featured, the X-Men have been a pretty big deal for a really long time. Um, most of us 80s and 90s kids are going to have some familiarity with the cartoon series. Kids from the aughts may have probably started more so with the movies, Um but even that, that only scratches the surface of just how deep the lore of this group goes. I mean, talk to a hardcore X-Men fan and believe me, like this iceberg goes super deep. You've got alternate universes and pasts and futures and X-Force and X-Factor. Stuff that a hardcore X-Men fan could probably explain to you, but it's just, it's over my head. Uh, honestly, while I was a fan... I wasn't a huge fan. You know, the X-Men are cool, but, like, they weren't as high on my list as G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles. Uh, I started gaming pretty early, so even as a five, six-year-old, and you know, you're talking Mario and Sonic, uh, largely because I really wasn't a huge fan of the cartoon. Um, I always found it to be, and, and I didn't think of it this way then but i look looking back at it now as an adult this is kind of how i felt but i always found it to be very oppressive and bleak and it, it kind of shocks me how dark it is um looking back at it now that i'm uh, i'm an adult a lot of this is just because X-Men inherently dealt with some really heavy themes that weren't going on in, in a lot of kid shows at the time. Even, you know, shows that were, were darker, like the Batman cartoon from the 90s. I, the Bat, I think it was just Batman, the animated series. Uh, that was pretty dark, and it had, you know, some, some heavy stuff going on there, but not quite as many real world issues I feel as X-Men touched on. Um, and that's kind of cool, but it was a lot for a show that, that ran as a part of a children's cartoon block. Even now when I'm looking to consume media that I know is going to be very, I guess, oppressive, that's going to require me to, to have my mind in a certain place. I have to make sure my mind is in that place. Right. I can't just fire up like silent Hill. I love those games. They're some of my all time favorites, but I have to be in, prepared mentally to, to play silent Hill. I can't just throw it on like I would, you know, some of these other games that I talk about. Um, you know, but you can't deny that the X-Men were cool. For one, I really liked the the movies. 
Um, I've heard the first three. I know they've made millions more now. And I know a lot of hardcore fans actually didn't love them, but I did. I, I think kind of as a casual fan, I thought they were pretty cool. Um, you know, and there's a variety of interesting personalities. That's one thing that I've always liked about X-Men. You know, there's a lot of unique personalities on that show in on that in that you know whether it's the cartoon or in the films they have cool powers they have good world building it's just there's a lot of things that are are compelling about x-men um and you know the show wasn't the only thing that was out there as a kid as i said there were also video games and that's how i usually turn to to this series when i wanted to you know to get in you know get my x-men fix uh the good news there's a lot of x-men games the bad news is that a lot of them really stink uh maybe i'll play the nes game one day but i really don't want to uh there's a wolverine one that's also just not great um Honestly, most of the better ones were on the Sega Genesis, and I'm definitely going to talk about those at some point. But today, we're going to talk a little bit more about my kind of, you know, home console, for lack of a, you know, a better term, the console that I grew up with, the Super Nintendo, that had a surprising lack of X-Men games. So... Today, we're going to be discussing X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. Um, I'd heard of it before, but uh, this is the first time I had ever actually played it. Um, developed and published by Capcom, Mutant Apocalypse is a side-scrolling beat-em-up with some platforming elements. Um, it's probably more similar to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game. Uh, I reviewed that a couple years ago. Uh, then it is to something like Final Fighter Streets of Rage. Regardless of how it plays, though, Mutant Apocalypse was way less fun than any of those games. Uh, it was definitely one of the more disappointing titles I've played so far. I'm not going to say it's bad, because it wasn't bad. But it's not good either. Um, so, we're going to start with the positives. And, honestly, the positive here kind of led to the disappointment. But... The biggest positive here is the graphics. This game looks awesome. It really looks and feels like you're playing an episode of the X-Men animated series. The, the backgrounds are dark and kind of, of ominous, but they're also very colorful in a weird sort of way. You know, I always found that with the show, you had a lot of like dark imagery and, and you know, dark backgrounds and night set pieces contrasted with Wolverine wearing a bright yellow suit, um, you know, and, and the game definitely nailed that aesthetic. The character sprites are great. They're extremely well done. You can see the minute details of the little X's on their uniforms to, you know, the like their their muscles, they're all, you know, cut up like all, all the X-Men are. Uh, the attacks are well animated. There's a, a lot of frames of animation in their regular attacks as what, you know, their their power moves look pretty cool. The enemies are not interesting. They're very like stocky, but they're very also very well animated. Well done from a technical standpoint. You know, 
it really captured the look and feel of 90s X-Men. And the fact that the gameplay couldn't keep up with it is, is kind of kind of a little bit of a shame. I, I think, you know, starting off and seeing the opening cutscenes and seeing the graphics um, kind of set the bar even higher than what I had anticipated. And it was a bit of a letdown once I pressed start. So, <laughs> excuse me, under the weather again. I know I feel like I say that every week. Feels like I'm sick all the time. So I apologize again if I continue coughing. But uh, anyway, the story starts with Professor X briefing the X-Men about their next mission. They're going to raid Genosha Island to liberate mutants captured by Sentinels and defeat the evil apocalypse. So, spoiler alert, he's not the only villain involved. And it all eventually leads back to Magneto because it always leads back to Magneto. So the game will start off with a character select screen, good old Capcom, you know, using that Mega Man formula wherever they can. Um, You have a choice of five X-Men, Wolverine, Cyclops, Beast, Gambit, or Psylocke to take on one of the five levels. Each of them have their own unique levels to start. You complete these in any order. Once you do, you get four more levels that are the same regardless of who you choose. You have two lives per X-Men or X-Man, X-Person, to beat their level. Lose two lives with any of them, though, and it's game over. Uh, But the first problems really start to rear their head early in these levels because they're very unbalanced. Wolverine's is a walk in the park. It's an absolute joke. He's too powerful for the enemies. He can use his claws to climb, which basically nerfs any platforming or exploration and then you click on so you, you you fight through cyclopses and it's just brutal like there's one point you have these guys flying guys coming at you and, and because of reasons we'll get to in a little bit they're damn near impossible to deal with beasts is brutal as well um they're all also really boring you, you move to the right, you beat up everybody on a 2D plane. Going back to how I said this is similar to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You know, there's no three-dimensional movement in that game or this one like there would be in Streets of Rage, Final Fight, a more traditional beat up You just move from left to right. Um, you occasionally get the easy jump mixed in there. So, you, you know, it has some quote-unquote platforming elements, but I really wouldn't. It's more of a beat-em-up than a platformer. The enemies will absolutely smash you if you try to fight them straight up. However, they do not block low attacks, like, ever. Sometimes they'll jump out of the way, but if you just duck and spam kicks, you will get through the game without definitely without getting hit by anything that doesn't use a projectile or a boss. Um, which is a problem. If it's too hard when playing the game the way intend, it's intended, but easy, too easy when you cheese it, there's an issue there. So all of the X-Men can use their powers, but you need to enter a Street Fighter-style button combo to activate them, which kind of sucks. Uh, they're also, the powers, really imbalanced. 
Gambit and Cyclops both have super useful powers because they're ranged. You know, Gambit will throw his playing cards. Cyclops has his optic blast. But the problem there even is that the most difficult parts of their initial levels don't lend themselves well to the ranged powers. You know, when you're, you have guys flying at you on, on hover boards or whatever the heck you want to call them. And you're trying to pull off a Hadouken motion to have Cyclops, you know, shoot his optic blast that takes quite a few frames while these guys are just zooming past you. Like, that's not good. Wolverine has his Tornado Claw, uh, which is one of his special moves and always has been in Marvel versus Capcom. An anti-air dragon punch, great in fighting games, not so much in 2D beat-em-ups where, you know, Enemies aren't really jumping at you all that often, and when they are, it's not like you're going to anti-air them. Uh, they did my girl Psylocke dirty. Her power is almost worse than a regular attack, because if you miss with it, or even if you hit with it into only one enemy, uh, she's going to get crushed for big damage. Um, I'm probably alone in this thinking, but side note, Psylocke, probably my favorite X-Men character, and I really hate that she's terrible in this game. Uh all of these issues are compounded by how much damage you take. Usually in beat-em-ups, your character is pretty beefy. You can get hit quite a few times before your life bar gets drained. But here you lose life very quickly, almost more like on that platformer side of things, where you you can only take three or four hits, which is just a bit of a problem. Again, um... You know, you, you can cheese a lot of the normal enemies, but all it takes is one mistake. And, you know, I shouldn't say one mistake, but all it takes is a, a small amount of mistakes and you're dead. And that means you're going back to the beginning of the level. There are no checkpoints, uh, not the worst problem in the world because the levels aren't particularly long. But you're that doesn't change the fact that you're going back to the beginning. And this is made even worse by just how slow everything moves. Um, it's one of kind of the negatives of having such detailed animation is that everything just moves so slow. And, you know, here I don't even think it's that. I just Something about the game is just slow. It's just a slog. It takes forever to walk anywhere. Combat takes forever. And when you die... At the boss, say, you're just going back through the same level you just played, all the frustrating parts, whatever, you know, even the easy parts. It's like, okay, you know, I've done this already. Please give me a checkpoint. Um, and that's just compounded by how slow everything and everyone moves. And at the end of the day, it's just very generic. Um, aside from how it looks, it, gameplay is just generic. I kind of said this about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when I reviewed it a couple of years ago, uh, but at least there, things moved at a little bit of a faster pace. The level design was a little bit better. It was a little more satisfying beating up enemies. Um, it knew, you know, when to change pace with, uh, you know, the, the morphing transformations, and then you had a couple Megazord levels thrown in there. This, it's just, you know, slow throughout. Um, do I think Mutant Apocalypse is the worst game I've ever played? Absolutely not. 
it functions right and it functions well it has good controls they're relatively responsive a little sluggish but responsive um the graphics look phenomenal it has excellent presentation it's a cool side story uh the gameplay again isn't even necessarily bad it's just dull uh everything works as intended but what it's intended to do isn't all that interesting level design's bad the enemies are stuck the difficulty is unbalanced the pace is too slow especially for a beat-em-up right like i like these kind of games to be fast-paced and just you know 25 enemies on the screen beating them up taking them out in two hits slamming them around punching them kicking them and you know you're off a screen in in 30 to 45 seconds so you know that's definitely not what you got going on here i was always a nintendo kid but i there are some ways i i just had to admit that the genesis was better and one of those ways is that they had much better X-Men games. And remember, it was the 90s. Like, that's one of the things we we thought about, right? How good are the X-Men games? You know, those of us that were the age that I was. So I'm not going to say that you should avoid X-Men Mutant Apocalypse. Because uh, it's not a complete disaster. Uh, I, I think maybe it would appeal, appeal to fans of the show completionists aren't going to have the worst time of their lives playing this you could absolutely do worse but you can do better five out of ten anyway that's it for this week thanks again for stopping by i apologize once again for the non-stop coughing and i hope to see you all soon until then thanks and happy gaming <laughs>